Now on Drama on News Talk in the first of a two-part series, producer Alan Meany and director Jason Gill fashion a contemporary spy thriller and tale of family loyalty in The Dead Key. The programme contains some strong language and listener discretion is advised. Well, hello Agatha. Congratulations. You found me. You remembered. I think the idea of you remembering makes me happy. Assuming, of course, that this is you and not some random stranger. The good God playing one last humiliating joke. It might interest you to know that, well, these last few years I've actually started to believe in a kind of a God. No doubt your mother or someone would say that it's me going against the grain as usual, refusing to conform. And what if no one finds me? For all I know, I'm just a guy in a room, no place, speaking to a girl he hasn't seen for years. By now you know some of what's happened, and so you've probably figured, well, if it's you that's here, that this is some kind of suicide note. (laughs) Well, that's true, I suppose. But only in the sense that All writing is basically a suicide note. It's been that way since they carved on caves a little Agatha. All those different ways of saying the same sad old thing. I was here. I saw things. What I thought of them mattered. I want someone I'll never meet to know that they mattered. That I mattered. I wonder what they said about me. Hmm, Were you there? Actually, scratch that. I know exactly what they said. That's one of the reasons I can't stand being around anymore. I can't be surprised anymore. They'll have said something about me showing promise, which is fair enough, I guess. They might even talk about a unique voice, if they're feeling generous. Then the other stuff... He was misunderstood, or something. Only later on, when they're shit-faced and bitchy and anyone who matters has gone home, only when they feel safe they'll trot out the other stuff. Rapist, pervert. Those missiles that nuke a million words. Yes, little Agatha, it's dark. What did you expect? It's a suicide note after all. Oh, tell Finn I said hello, by the way, if you see him. He was always a gobshite, but he wasn't the worst. Not by a long way. Do you still like detective stories, Agatha? Hopefully you still remember enough of them to have found me. The very best detective stories tell us that no truth is ever that simple. Take us, Agatha. You and me. We haven't seen each other in... My picture of you is still a little girl, eyes full of development. (laughs) Except when they were afraid. Mooching around my house looking for, what, evidence? You're in London now, I think. Bigger life now. Happy, I hope. And yet... 
and here's where it gets mawkish. I think you're the only person on the planet I feel any sort of connection with. Well, you and Sergei, I suppose. But all in all, I remain glad I met you, Agatha. And I can't really say the same about Sergei. Here's the first uncomfortable truth, Agatha. Here's one of the things we absolutely don't want to think about. Everything turns into its opposite. I thought my life would be about the telling of stories, the revelation of whatever pathetic little truths my undergrad brain thought it could show people. But it turns out that my life has actually been about the keeping of secrets, other people's as much as my own. Sergei's more than anyone. And so this suicide note is my final failure, Agatha. I wasn't strong enough, detached enough, to keep the flame forever like a good soldier should. I care too much about what you think. I want you to know something of this truth I've been hiding in my belly all this time. I want you to know about Sergei Rykov. And so I have to tell you a story. His story. And hope that in the end, you'll forgive my last weakness. You're up. Of course. Is there tea? It'll be ready in a minute. Your flight got in so late, I thought... You're definitely going, so... Of course I'm going. You should too. Oh, no. Mum, other than Dad, you're... No. Why? It's not even a church. For God's sake. Why did you turn into one of those? I'm not. It's just... a memorial service. Is that so they don't have to talk about his sins? Mum, he was an atheist. A church would be an insult to his memory. We're worried about his memory now, are we? Uncle Brendan was good to us. He protected us. Protected you. I didn't need protecting. Don't tell me you've reinvented the past that much. You can't. I know all about the past, Stephanie. I was there, you know. And I remember other things. Teenage girls. Have you forgotten about those? Do they not matter? He was never charged with anything. Oh, for God's sake, Stephanie. I don't want to have a row, please. Not today. I'm not sweeping things under the carpet. It wasn't just his own name he turned to muck. I don't... I'm not saying I don't care about those things. I don't know enough. I just... Today, I want to honour the memory of a man who was kind to me and you. You'll do it on your own. I'm not going. If that's what you want. Look, I'm not saying I don't... I didn't care. Of course I did. Just... I don't think he wanted to be helped. He didn't talk to me. He certainly didn't talk to your dad. It's okay. I think... 
when those two books got published, got noticed, I think it turned his head a bit. And when the attention stopped, well, I think he just went in on himself. And before that, the Russian girl, oh, I don't know. Marina, is she still around? I, I think she's here in Dublin, somewhere. Do you ever see her? God, no. Not for years. Maybe she'll be at the service. I don't know. What happened between them? They ended. People do, you know. I don't know why. Was he still, you know, writing when he... Are, are there other books? I don't know, love. His name was Mud after they've... If there were other books, I never heard about them. It's sad. Yes. I better get ready. I don't want to be late. There are some talents that have the shortest flowering. They come upon us all of a sudden. We are blinded by their light. Then, just as suddenly, he seems to disappear. He retreats back into that dark, silent universe of sullen possibility. Such a person was my friend Brendan Grattan. And no matter anything that was said, or more likely muttered, I will always be proud to have called Brendan my friend. It was a lovely speech. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Miss... Uh... Stephanie Grattan. I'm Brendan's niece. Oh, my God, Stephanie. Jesus, it's, it's great to meet you. I, I think, forgive me, I, I have, I've had a few. I don't mean to be too personal, but Brendan talked about you. I think he cared more about you than anyone. Thanks. Well, I hadn't seen him for so long. He missed you. Can I say that? I think he really missed you. I'm not saying, I don't mean in a bad way. I think he might have been his very happiest when yourself and Sheila were living in the home place. Oh God, God sorry. Don't mind me, <laughs> a literary liberace. <laughs> That's what he called me. You, you know who Liberace was? A little. And thanks. I'm not offended. 
It's really sweet of you to say. Did I hear you were over in London now? Yes. I came back for a few days for this. Ah, that's fantastic, love. It would really mean a lot to him. Well, it meant a lot to me, I suppose. He had a name for you, didn't he? Yeah, Agatha, or Little Agatha. I think it was because I liked detective stories and because I was a nosy little bitch. Sheila, your ma'am, she didn't make it? No, well, she... It's okay, love. I, I know it's difficult. I thought Marina might be here. Yeah, I called her, let her know about it. She, she thanked me but said she might not, you know. She's still in Dublin anyway. She is, not sure what she's doing. You wouldn't have her address. I do, yes. I, I might look her up before I go back. Okay, if, if you think that's... I didn't recognise some of the people at the service. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there were a few heads that surprised me, to be honest, but, but people, people remember, you know. They might have done bugger all for him when he was alive, but they remember. I know. That's why it's so hard to... I remember I was home from college. Mum sat me down and told me. But how? What I couldn't understand was how. I mean, he was everything you said he was and more. And I was never told much. Do you, um, were you told anything? Not much, love. I heard about it in the same way as, as everyone else. The rumours first and then more rumours. I tried calling him. No response. Then a report in the papers as a well-known writer had been arrested in suspicion of sexual offences involving two teenage girls. That was all. But it was enough to do the damage. Are you saying it might have been made up? I don't know that, Stephanie. I mean, if it was, you'd have to ask yourself, like, why? Like, who benefited? Like, Brendan was a big name in literary circles. But that means bugger all for the rest of the planet, especially in this country. For all the Joyce and Beckett bullshit. I mean, if he'd been a GA player or, or a politician. Did you ever ask him about it? When he did finally answer the phone, you mean? Ah, you know what he was like. If he didn't want to talk about something, it didn't get talked about. He did write back to me, years later. Yeah? I was in London by then. He must have got my address off Mum. Did, did, did he say anything about... Not a thing. But basically wished me all the best. Said he often thought about his little Agatha. Going hunting for clues, that type of thing. Sometimes, maybe it's best not to kick over things, you know. There was a man at the service who stared at me a lot. Every time I looked up or away from you, there he was, staring. I didn't recognise him. What did he look like? Mm, white hair, stocky. He had a sports jacket. And when he got up, I noticed he was wearing runners. He put on a kind of anorak. I noticed he didn't hang around either. Didn't say goodbye to anybody. Well, yeah, well, I knew most of the people there. Personally invited them, in most cases. And him? No, no idea. I saw him all right, but I don't know him. The state of him, Agatha. You could see the bones in his face. The missing teeth. There were gashes on his face. Still bleeding. I told him we had to get him to hospital. 
And he said, no way. The bastards would have him if I did that. I said, who? Who did this? The fool just bellowed that he wanted vodka. Ah, you have none of the good stuff, the Russian stuff. I drank it all ages ago. Of course, of course. You know, Brendan, only one thing holds the Russian soul together, keeps everything from flying apart. Like your man, Yeats, said, Watka, only Watka. All the wars and purges and winters, the, the fucking communists, the whores who came after them. Only Watka. Watka is the only constant. Spare me the bullshit about the Russian soul, comrade. And he's not my man, Yates, by the way. I could never stand the bastard, as you well know. What the fuck happened to you? Or who did this? What is going on? Watka, that's what's going on. For fuck's sake. No more drink until you tell me. Right. You would do that, Brendan? You are that cold? You're one of them now, huh? One of what? The apparatchiki, my friend. The bureaucrats. They're all the same, you know. The clerical officers. Each one the same. Never thinking, never feeling. Drar the world now. If you're trying to make me hit you, it won't work. You're too much of a wreck already. It'd be murder. Such a shame about Marina. Oh, yeah. You just keep going. No. I don't mean you and Marina. I mean it is shame about Marina. The fate of Russian soul and microcosmos. What are you talking about? Well, surely you guessed. Surely you know by now. Ah, lust turns us all into imbeciles. So you're actually trying to make me kill you. Now why is that? Her fate is that of us all. When communism fell, you know, you people don't realise. We had no training. We don't learn from birth how to be good horse. We have to do it all at once. Shut up. Uh, shut the fuck up. Look, I don't know what happened to you. But surely this isn't all about another drunken, bloody sermon. You didn't come all this way and get yourself beat up just to do that, did you? Wodka! Go to bed! When I go to bed, Brendan... That's it. I don't get up again. What? What do you... Well, look at my eyes. You can see it. When I go to bed, it's for my last sleep. It's over. For our friendship. One last time. Can't you spare one last time? Da, and you, please. You don't let me drink alone. 
when you say that it's over, they inject me with poison. It won't be long now when I sleep. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that guy. But why here? Who else can I think? You've chosen to die here. Well, not exactly chosen. Pick least bad option, maybe? And what then? What do I care? I'll be dead. Give me a cigarette. What do I do then? Hmm. You bury me, old friend, and then you keep my secret. What secret? <laughs> I, um, I am going to do a final terrible thing to you, old friend. A last terrible gift. <laughs> I give it to you because... <laughs> Because of all people I know, you are the only one who can hold on to this, you know? Who will not break? Who will hold until... Until maybe it's not important anymore? Why the hell should I do anything for you, Sergei? I don't owe you shit. No, but you'd think friendship is a, is a matter of, of knots and crosses, huh? How very capitalist. Fuck you. This is not about you or, 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 or me. It's bigger. You think, you think I destroy our friendship? I didn't. I tell you maybe, if there's time. But, but, but our, our friendship is not, it, it, it's, it's destiny. You and I, we are, we, we're fate, God, whatever. It throws us together. You nor I, no choice, you see? <laughs> and you and I, you and I tied to each other for all time. Spare me the Russian fatalism. Ah, I'm sorry, my friend. We're hardly friends, Sergei. Not anymore. <coughs> Are you crying? <clears throat> you, you are best person I know. That is why. What? And once he'd stopped weeping, the bastard told me why they'd killed him. He told me about the dead key. And in the process, he put an end to my life as well. Marina? Yes? I'm Stephanie. Stephanie Grattan. I left a message on your phone. Maybe you didn't get it? No, I got it. I was wondering if... You are Brendan's niece. Yes. I thought I might see you at the service. I wanted to... No. No service. I understand. 
but I thought maybe... You want to come in? Well, could I? Maybe just for a minute. You are alone? Yes. Yes, of course. All right. A few minutes. So, how was the service? Sad. Funny. The way these things usually are, I suppose. You have been to many? No, not that many. Not as many as me. You get tired of it, saying goodbye to friends who can't even hear. I suppose. You think I'm heartless? I could have spared him the time. I don't think that at all. Why are you here? I, I don't... Um, I'm not really sure. Maybe I... I wanted to talk to someone who had been close to him. Maybe I thought that that would help me feel close too, just for a while. He and I finished a long time ago. I know. I was only a girl, but I still remember thinking I'd never seen Uncle Brendan as happy. I was sad when I heard. It ends. Things do. And then after... The scandal? Well, I know nothing about that. Did it... I mean, did you ever get any sense when you were together uh, that he might be like that? Well, he liked sex. That's usually why people get together. Because they like sex. Look, you were close to him. I know that. He talked about you. But you need to let him go now. This, asking questions that have no answers, all this does is block you. Did you ever get any sense that he might, you know... God, you Irish are still so fucking indirect. You think you're all liberated now, but you're still afraid to say what you think. Did I think you would commit suicide? No, I didn't. But maybe it makes sense. Sense? How? Ah, it's the thing to do, isn't The frustrated artist, the silenced writer, why not? All artists need their piece of drama. Brandon was just the same. My mum said after the breakup, she said you were planning to go back to Russia. I was. Why didn't you? Things change. They change at home most of all. It was best to stay where I was. Listen, you seem like a nice girl. And Brendan loved you. Loved the child he remembered anyway. You should forget this. It just brings pain and no answer. Go back to your life. Remember him nice if you can. But, yes, he wrote to me a couple of months before he died. There are no answers or anything, but I think you should have it, maybe. You are the best person, I think. Thank you. If you wait here a moment, let me get it.
Whoppers. Hello. Ah, Miss Scratton, is it? Good evening. I saw you at the service today. Indeed. Bit of a coincidence, seeing you out here. There are those who don't believe in coincidence. Does that mean you're following me? I thought I saw you earlier on my way here. You went to see Miss Galachek. You know her? A little. Why were you at my uncle's service? Did you know him? For a time, we knew each other very well. You're English. Oh, I've been back and forth, but you've lived in my country for years. Don't you find the lines become blurred? You seem to know a lot about me. I don't even know your name. Ah, yes, names. How ungallant. I apologise. My name is um, David Prentice. Will that do? Why are you following me, Mr Prentice? I have not been following you, miss. I have rather been placing myself in situations where I might come to your notice. I had been hoping you would see me, in fact. Why? I was hoping you might let me buy you a drink. Cities fascinate me. Take this one, Dublin. Half a street away, all is noise and fury. Filth gathering on the pavement. People screaming at each other in the desperate, shared belief that they must be having a good time. Whereas here, quiet itself, quiet discretion. The young man in his waistcoat, the moderately high-profile businessman in the corner over there, discreetly drinking with his mistress without a fear of discovery. Because here all is discreet. Very deep. My apologies again, Miss Gretton. A man like me in the company of a far younger, very attractive lady, we cannot resist the urge to philosophize, to make ourselves seem interesting, particularly now we're more or less out to grass. Retired, you mean? Well, yes. Retired from what? Oh, this and that, Miss Gretton. I was, it's all very boring, really, to someone with a glittering career such as yours. I was a civil servant, I suppose. I was a gatherer of data. How did you know my uncle? Were you another writer? Never more than an inspiring one, my dear. My stories will remain locked away. They will die with me, I'm afraid. I do envy people like their uncle. Mm, it doesn't sound like his life was to be envied. No. Well, it depends how we measure those things. I suppose. I came to admire your uncle very greatly. His writing? Oh, I read the published works very closely, with great attention. They were good, I think. Not that I'm much of a judge, but he seemed to have talent. No, I mean, I came to admire your uncle as a person, Miss Grattan. He had incredible fortitude. He was a soldier. At least, that's how I'll remember him. No one at the service seemed to know who you are. Oh, some of them know me. Finn, Dr. McNally. He hadn't a clue who you were. <laughs> Why is that funny? I think you will find that Mr. McNally knows very well who I am. This is starting to... Why did you want to meet me? What had Miss Galachek to say for herself? Why did you go to see her? She... How is that any of your business? 
Nothing and everything are my business, young lady. Things, things play upon the mind, Miss Grattan. We become obsessed with closure, loose ends. It's nothing more than a footnote, I assure you. It can't matter now, except as history. What are you talking about? Did your uncle write to you, send you small packages? Oh, not to your postal address, but perhaps he indicated by means of something that there was data you might collect by means of, I don't know, some location, some familiar signal, a reference to some shared memory. Who are you? Did your uncle ever suggest that he had a secret? No. I didn't speak to my uncle for years. You know something. You're not saying. Who are you? Miss Grattan, you threatened the fragile discretion of this place. The adulterous businessman is looking most nervous. Who are you? I am a retired civil servant. I am trying to write a book on fishing. That's... Oh, no. Hello, Mum. I'm... I'm, I'm on my way. Goodbye, Miss Grattan. We might speak again. Wait! I... No, Mum. Not you. Uh, I'm sorry. I got delayed. Uh, I'm on my way home now. It's been too long since I've really written. Really had to sit down and plot something out. I've forgotten. Plot. The Sergei stuff doesn't make sense, does it? If I wanted to make sense, I have to go back. Back to when I first met him. But you have to bear with me, Agatha. This one last time. I have to do it this way. Okay. Russia in the early 90s. It was in between the two books. I was working on the second, but someone, Finn no doubt, put my name down for some sort of exchange. It was one of those piles of shite. Dragged together a bunch of young, self-regarding voices from around the continent to talk rot about the future of Russia and Europe. I'm glad you didn't know me in those days, Agatha. It had all gone to my head, of course. So, I piss up in Russia where they take literature so much more seriously than here. Beautiful young Russian women looking up at you with this unreadable hunger in their incredible eyes. And somewhere in the middle, I met Sergei. I forget where or how exactly. One memory says he started Russian dancing on top of a table, declaiming Russian poetry as his legs kicked in and out. But I don't really know. At any rate, we became drinking buddies. We'd go out after the writers' meetings, hit the Petersburg night spots. He was able to navigate the city in a way none of the official guides could. We ended up in late-night vodka shops and places I'm sure were brothels. Solzhenitsyn. You know him? You mean personally? Of course I know him, you asshole. Our greatest, greatest writer. That's highly debatable. Well, he would be our greatest writer if he gave up trying to be fucking Tolstoy. Trying to be a fucking priest. 
the conscience of a nation. Stick to what you know. Isn't that what your Heaney does? And Solzhenitsyn knows, or knew, a woman. <laughs> Did he know? Yes. Oh, a great fornicator was Alexander. You could be shot for saying that. How do you know? I know. How do you know? Because I know things. But it is there in the writing. Is it? And Dostoevsky? Do you know him? Jesus, Sergei. I spoke on him for an hour at the thing. Oh, sorry. I did not listen. But listen to me now. Listen. Like you listen to me? Today, today, there could be no Dostoevsky. Really? Today, today the clerical officers, they would say, this Mr. Dostoevsky, he is very unwell. He must have nurses. He must have daycare. He must have nice, lovely drugs and people talking down to him day after day. Isn't that lovely, Mr. Dostoevsky? What a nice thing you write, Mr. Dostoevsky. Isn't it time for your toilet, Mr. Dostoevsky? You do nice plop, plop, and in morning all these thoughts go away, Mr. Dostoevsky. Yeah, well, maybe. Nothing maybe. I know no maybe. Only facts. You've been telling me things non-stop. Ten years ago, you were a little boy in short pants, yes? I'm not that young, idiot. I was in college. Sure, sure. Whatever. Short pants in college, yes. When you do that, where was Sergei? I shudder to think. Some Kazakhstani brothel. Am I warm? Cleaning toilets in Azerbaijan. Ah, you people from the West. You come over and you're children. I listen to you talk and I think, children, children. But you know nothing. Nothing of how things are. Then enlighten me, genius of vodka. We are nearly same age, young Brendan. When you were thinking about ways to have sex with Catholic girls, you know, Sergei was in Poland, driving from place to place, making sure the Poles did not sabotage the missiles, uh, the SS-20s. The missiles pointed at you, ready to turn you and all you knew into dust. Ah, a summer job. Ah, mine was at a petrol pump. A mock. It's all you writers and any good for now. You're forgetting, aren't you? Ireland was neutral. Neutral bullshit. Nobody's neutral in nuclear war. You, me, we all would have died. The difference was, here, we knew. We knew we would die with you when we fling our missiles over the wall to people we never see. Our brothers, boned to each other by death. You see, when you start talking like that, I start thinking about... What do you think happens to them? What? The missiles. Brendan, the warheads. You are in Petersburg when we work so hard to keep things all nice and European. What do you think the rest of the country is like, huh? 
The Russian peasant still eats himself, just like in Chekhov. Except now he has Mr. Kalashnikov. He has no bread, but he has Mr. Kalashnikov. What are you talking about? The missiles, innocent child in short pants. How can you sleep? You know our, our guidance system. We can't build precise ones like the Americans. We don't have the silicon chips. So we just make bigger warheads, bigger and bigger. That's all, that's all over now. What is over? Nothing is over. Sergey. Ah, our country is over, sweet child. Our country is chaos. Peasants eating each other, just like the old days. But still the warheads. Still all that stuff of death. But you have people. People, yes. Brave dead Russians like the ones who saved you from Chernobyl. The ones who went in to put the fires out. Ah, history is full of brave dead Russians. There are controls, though. There have to be. Sure, sure. There have to be. Stupid dead Russians who still like the Beatles make controls so little children in Ireland can sleep and dream about fornication and daddy's farm. Of course, Sergei talks nonsense. Don't listen to Sergei. Now, there must be more vodka someplace. Where? Somewhere in the middle of that little Agatha, somewhere in the middle of Middles, came Marina. It was during a break in one of the writer's sessions. Sergei wasn't even there. I went out to an archway for a coffee and a cigarette. She was there, staring, smoking too. She had this big grey coat and boots. I stared back. I smiled. She looked away. It was like that. Some shit like that. Something in the look that catches you. I don't think we spoke to each other. Not then. It was later. At yet another party in which Sergei, of course, appeared. Appeared, then disappeared. And we started talking. Mm. Oh, you're going to have to tell me. Simple. You are James Bond. And I'm innocent Russian milking person. I fucking doubt that. What happened happened. Two people want something to happen. It happens. Well, things are sketchy, but I have this memory that something happened and it was apocalyptic. Apocal. Never mind. Amazing. How's that? Ah. 
Marina. Yeah? I am impressed. Marina. Was Lee Harvey's girlfriend? Who? I oh, never mind. It doesn't matter. I think you miss your meeting. Can I tell you something? Something secret. Secret? Sure. Girls down home speak the same language as me, you know. So, if I say this stuff... Well, it already feels trite before it leaves me mouth, so... Yes? See, it's all in the eyes, I guess. And yours are... Marina... I think you... I think you may be the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I can't believe you're here with me in this bed. This bed which belongs... Well, I've no idea. And I think... I think I want you to come and live with me, Marina. Or let me come live with you. Happy, happy days are here. Oh, Jesus. Come, come. Let us celebrate this new cementing of relationship between Ireland and former USSR. Eh? Let us do this with vodka. Vodka and music. Piss eh? off, Sergei. You have no communist spirit, bourgeois. Well, I'll clock you in a minute. Sergei, enough. But we need to celebrate. And Brendan is late to speak at the symposium. Oh, bollocks. Oh, I forgot it's my turn. Go into other room. Wait and let us get dressed. The Dead Key was written and directed by Jason Gill, produced by Alan Meany. Cast were Martin Kelleher, Sarah Gordon, Anne Hoey, Pavel Starkovsky, Irena Svetkovic, Ollie Hegarty and Harry Smith. The programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licence fee.